Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 705, recorded live on November 20th, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who most likely has a cup full of pens somewhere within reach, Dave Play. I'm counting the number of cupfuls of pens that are within reach. I'm at three. Ah, oh, dang it. No, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, okay. How, what are we defining as reach? I can literally touch them with my hands without, you know, oh, like... Currency. My currency, yes. Without, without stretching. And the man who actually has three as well. Andy Lowe, hi. <laughs> you heard me messing with the pens before, before the episode. Yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah. I heard that noise and I'm like, wait a second, I, I recognize that noise. <laughs> so here's one. That's over here. Yeah. And here's two. Yeah, here's two. And I guess technically I only have two. I was kind of cheating and I was counting one on Laura's desk because I knew there was one on Laura's desk. Laura, however, messaged me and said that there are three on Laura's desk. Yep, I have three here on my desk. Laura's are even pitched. There's a low, medium, and high pitch, so she could play music with her pens. I do have this. I don't know if that, that sound is recognizable in any way. <laughs> Alright, welcome to episode 705, What's That Sound? <laughs> Go for it, Andy. I was going to say gumballs? Not too far off. Not close. It, you are correct in that it is like a food item in a jar. Peanuts? Very close, but still not there yet. Is it a nut variety? It is a nut. It is a type of nut. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more guess, and then I'm just going to tell you what it is. What kind of nuts does Dave like? I mean, that is not a small... I That's know. not a good way to narrow it down, Andy. I know, but I'm just trying to, in my head, you know, remember times where you have been eating nuts in my presence. I don't know if there's ever been a time where I've sat and eaten nuts in your presence. <laughs> uh, cashews. It's just not something that I do. I mean, cashews are delicious. You are, uh, cashew is perhaps one of my favorite nuts. Uh, cashews and pistachios are just incredible. I love them. Uh, however, these are almonds. Oh. Those are pecans. Laura doesn't like nuts, has not enjoyed nuts growing up. Uh, but there's a there's a local company here in Madison called Nutcrack because it's it's they make nuts that are as good as crack. It's it's basically a candied pecan and it's incredible. And we we should if we're gonna stop by Andy and Kate's, we should bring them some Nutcrack. <laughs> so we'll we'll bring that for you. All right. Since we're gonna perhaps swing by or at least swing through Kalamazoo. Oh yeah, because it's the holidays, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah, we uh, we are going to be staying here for Thanksgiving. I mean, once you have two kids, that makes it like... Well, also the fact that it's two kids who are too young to be vaccinated. Yeah. The heck is this? Oh, okay, I remember that pen. All right. <clears throat> so do you have any mechanical pencils in your are cups? You, have you spent this whole time literally going through your pens? Yes, yes I have. Andy! But there are there are we more are, than just there are more than just pens in here. We are supposed to be recording a show, sir. I know, and we have been recording it while I have also been multitasking. 
I do not have any mechanical pencils in either of the containers next to me, and I can explain why. I use them for Pathfinder. And so when I bring them home from work, because that's where I get them, they sit there and then they go to where I play Pathfinder, which is my friend Lauren's, uh, and then they never come home from there because I forget them there. <laughs> so there are a number of them at Rose and Lauren's that had previously been mine. Now, the problem is Rose and Lauren also have a, uh, uh, two children <laughs> who are too young to be vaccinated. Uh, one is like two months older than Isaac and the other is a bit older than Megan. Um, but they, they also like to play with mechanical pencils. Do your kids play with mechanical pencils? Uh, I don't think I've ever actually just given them a mechanical pencil to see what happens. Ah, see for Rose and Lauren, they, they have not given them to them, but they have them, uh, because they're just laying around because we use them for Pathfinder. Yeah, I can see so that. So they, they tend to break and be used. Mm -hmm. I actually have, so I have the, the one cup at work on my desk. The one but, cup at work. Yeah, I've, I've got my one, you know, coffee mug full oh, of pens at work. You have a cup at work. Okay. Yes. Full of, of pens. Yes. Um, but I have a bad habit of, you know, like taking the pens and I go somewhere with them and then I forget. You know, I forget to bring it back with me. Um, there is also a large mass of pens slowly accumulating in my car as well. So I've actually got, uh, I bought, you know, the when it got one of the big, like, pack of 20s of the, uh, the what's it, the Pilot G2s. Mm -hmm. I've got a pack of 20 of them in there. So, it's like, okay, it's like one of the times if I ever, you know, if I forget to put the pen back and I go to grab a pen and it's not in the cup, I have, like, I go into the drawer next to my desk and pull one out of the giant pack and then put it into the cup and then I take it out of the cup and write with it so yes I know that feeling of pens just disappearing, disappearing. yep oh, yeah yep, yep. I forgot about these guys these mini ones <laughs> see I I have a bunch at work of the pilot g2s so I can just grab them and you know use them and then they're in my pocket and then they come home and then I take them out and then I'm like oh shoot I have like a hundred pens from work at home and that's no good but Anyway, hi Andy. Hello. How's your day? How's your week? Uh, it's been a lot less hectic than last week, so that's a plus. That's good. No, uh, no towers to take down. No stations that are going off the air. Nope. It's uh, the fun thing. Uh, we were gonna we get we're gonna get the building repainted. Well, we got we already had mm -hmm. part of the building repainted, but this is I guess this is like phase two of getting it repainted. And so they're like, okay, we're going to, it's going to be this room, this room, and this room, and this room. And it was like, not sure when they're coming in, but, you know, just to give you a heads up, we're going to have to, you know, get everything out of, you know, away from the walls and all that stuff. And so I'm just sitting here doing my work. And he comes down and he's like, they're coming on Tuesday at nine o'clock in the morning. And I'm sitting there going like, today is Friday. They're coming on Tuesday. <laughs> So I spent the entire, you know, Friday afternoon, you know, scrambling to start getting everything off the walls and in the center of the rooms and everything else like that. And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, well, there's my Monday. <laughs> and then the painters are going to come in and do their thing on Tuesday. So I'm going to be out of the office on Tuesday because paint smell. You don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to be there while they're painting. Yeah. And then uh, Wednesday. <laughs> gonna just spend all day wednesday putting everything back again yeah and hanging out with your friend depending on when we get through there yep um but yeah 
And then Thursday's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, Andy. Oh, we probably won't be able to record next week, by the way. Okay. <laughs> As I'm talking about week plans and weekend plans, because uh, Laura and I are going to leave here on Wednesday and then drive Wednesday and then be there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, probably Saturday, Sunday, and then drive back on Sunday. Makes sense. So probably not going to be able to record. Yeah, that makes sense. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> The joke here, everyone, is that I'm really bad with temporal length and temporal alignment and, like, knowing when one thing is going to overlap with something else. So I I often screw up with the podcast, and I'm like, uh, Andy, I can't record tonight. (laughs) And he's like, screw you. (laughs) I built my schedule around this. Why don't you? (laughs) Because I'm bad and I forget a podcast that we've been doing for 14 years. That's okay. (laughs) <laughs> is it? Is it really? You give me a chance to deal with all the leaves here. Oh my god, all the leaves. You have a 40-foot-tall oak tree. <laughs> and a 30-foot-tall maple tree in the front. Yes, you're going to have leaves. Yeah. There is no way around that. When is the next collection? Oh, uh, looks like next week. All right, so I still have one more time to drop the leaves in the street. <clears throat> oh, dear, Andy. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, they have to pick them up on Wednesday. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there something else happening on Wednesday? God, man. I make all these plans, and then everybody's like, oh, yeah, no, we, we got to clean out all these rooms by Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. One of the rooms fine. literally has carpet on the walls that we have to take down. As sound dampener? Yes. Makes sense. Yeah. It, 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 it's, you know, it, it's 1970s carpet, and it's going to look horrible with the paint job, so we're going to have to figure out a new plan for sound dampening that room. Mm-hmm. Head over to, um, um, like a, a St. Vinny's place, maybe find some carpet or rugs. <clears throat> well, they, people sell acoustic panels. Yeah, but those are expensive. Yes, I know, but you can make your own acoustic panels. With, like, with what? Basically, um... Egg crate stuff. And that, uh, some fabric and some, you know, wooden frames, mm. fiberglass board. <clears throat> I made a thing this week. Yeah, speaking of DIY, I saw your little uh, acrylic light. Acrylic display stand. Woo! If you're going to do etchings, you want some way to display them. So I went to Home Depot, and I bought some square dowels and a piece of, like, plywood and started messing around in the garage. And we will see what comes of it. I might commission you (laughs) for something if if it looks good. I mean, it, the the stand is kind of like still a work in progress, but I've gotten pretty good at doing the etching itself. So if there's something that you want, say before Wednesday. Oh, and not, uh, no, no, we're not there. We're not at that part yet. Okay. <laughs> What, what were you going to commission? Because, like, I can make it real easy. Well, you, you know how the radio studios always have that on-air light, right? Yeah. Well, the on-air lights that we have are these old janky ones from who knows when. Uh-huh. They, they don't have the old-school cool look to them. They just look cheap. Okay. And plastic. 
Okay. So I think it'd be kind of neat to get, like, I've seen it done on multiple studios where they actually have, like, the, the studio icon, or the logo uh-huh. on there, and below it says on air, and then when, you know, the mic turns on, the acrylic LEDs turn on, and it lights I up. See. Yeah, I mean, I can do the acrylic part. The The stand is a much harder thing for me to do. I do not have the equipment to, like, really make that. But if you want just a, a plain, like, acrylic etching with your station's logo in it, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I've gotten really good at that. What? I have! <laughs> Don't give me that! Getting peanut gallery commentation from my dog. <laughs> He, he's he's been watching the whole time. I mean, he's had to put up with the sound of the machine. Oh, that's going, probably what it is. Yeah, that's, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to he's trying to downplay you so you don't do it, so he doesn't have to listen to that machine anymore. Yeah, too bad. He used to listen to the machine. He actually doesn't because I, I usually run it like overnight, and it's in the the office, and you can't really hear it from the bedroom. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it was kind of fun. I got to play around with like tools in the garage. I don't have a saw. <laughs> Like, I have a saw. I have a, a, like, going out to chop down a tree, like, wood saw. Uh, but that's not, it's not great for, for this, for what I wanted. Uh, but what I do have is a multi-tool that you can use to cut through wood. And a lot of clamps. I have so many clamps. I've already figured out, like, a, a slightly different way that I want to do it, though. Having now done it once, I want to go through it again and be like, nope, this is different. This is different. It is the first time that I, like, I, I sketched an actual plan on paper and then I, like, moved it to the computer and then I modeled it in, like, Tinkercad. Hmm. Have you played with Tinkercad, Andy? No. What is this Tinkercad? Tinkercad is, like, Fisher Price's My First 3D Modeling Software. And it's all online. It is, it is entirely browser-based. I will send you a picture of it. Oh, what did I always... Oh, I used to use SketchUp. That's what I used to use. Yeah, SketchUp is probably more powerful than Tinkercad. Uh, Tinker this. So Tinkercad looks like... Whoop, copied clipboard. Find Andy somewhere in all of this stuff. There he is. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so what I didn't do and what I should have done is I didn't measure where I put the bolts... And I just kind of, like, decided to put them halfway through, and that was a mistake. The bolts are too close together in the actual production one. I should have put them further apart. I see. But yeah, you can add notes to your design, you can use the ruler, you can use the... You can just place shapes down, you can even freehand shapes... And then it, it turns that shape into a 3D object. Hmm, I might have to try this one out, too. Yeah, Sketchem was... Oh, it it had a learning curve, which I still have. Oh, they they all do. They yeah. all have a learning curve. But you know, for what I'm doing, it's I don't need you know all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Oh yeah, I need to do that as well. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had pulled up my Amazon for some odd reason, mm-hmm. and it's like related to items you viewed. And I looked at something. I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta do that too. Oh no. We got a uh, we got a brand new generator, and generators. Especially if you, you know, you run them, they're mm. warm yes. places. Yes. Where, you know, if you're a mouse, you would love to. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So I got to I gotta find all the nooks and crannies and holes in the generator case. And then fill it. Yep. Going to use the, the great stuff. Well, part of it's going to be using some, um, um, some steel hardware cloth. 
I think is what they call ah, it. So that they can't just chew through it. Yeah. I see. But I got to get it put in. the insulation stuff around it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Just adding things to the list. You got to do that one on Wednesday, too? No, that's probably going to be a December project. But I want to try and ah. get it done before, you know, snow. <laughs> Uh, good luck, because I'm pretty sure you've already had snow. Yeah, I know, but, you know, more snow, or, you know. More snow. All yeah. the snow. Oh, that's why okay. Amazon was open, because I was looking at the DIY acoustic panels, and one of the, I was looking up the fiberglass absorption panel. I see. <laughs> okay. So, well, right. Should we, we should, should we do We should probably topic? go on. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking we're, we're kind of at a, I mean, unless you want to talk about any of the absolute blowouts from football today. <laughs> how, how bad was the MSU game? Uh, MSU scored. Oh, good. Because in, heck, in even, the fourth quarter. even Akron scored against <laughs> Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, Michigan State scored once in the fourth quarter. Probably when they were, they were probably taking volunteers from the stands. I mean, when by that time, Ohio State definitely was. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Ohio State was just yeah. pulling people from the stands. 49 to nothing. Like, come on. Hey, ball boy, you want to you wanna give it a shot? <laughs> hey, you, you look like you, you could hold a ball. You want to try? Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. What a friggin' disaster that was. Um, Michigan was not much better. Michigan played against Maryland today. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, for goodness sakes, their MAC teams beat Maryland. 59 to 18. And next week, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, the reason why we started second Thanksgiving, Michigan versus Ohio State. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. I got to check. I got to check curling scores. Okay. No, 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 no. The um, the Olympic curling trials for the U.S. were going on this week. Okay. Um, and um, Schuster made it into the finals. No surprise there. He literally went like eight and one or something, some ridiculous. He just basically ran the table of every other U.S. team trying out for the Olympics. Um, the other team that he was going to face off against in the finals was this basically a bunch of team guys who were like in their 20s, just a bunch of young kids who, mm-hmm. yeah. Who have some skill at curling. Yes, and uh, the skip, Corey Dropkin, I think his head-to-head against Schuster, I think he's beat Schuster like three times in like the last eight times that they've met. And Corey actually won last night, but it's a best of three. So I'm trying to find the score for tonight. Okay, so uh, you, you go find that. Score. Okay, good. Schuster, Schuster won. So one game apiece. Gonna end up... He he went eight and one in the round robin. Kate does not sound uh, like she agrees with your your decision here. Well, yeah, because it's Schuster. Uh... Are we not supposed to like Schuster? Well, uh, when he's on, Just... he's on. When he's not on, it's bad. Okay, I mean, isn't that true of like any professional? Well, it's it's he's a very hot and cold player. Sometimes, if you know you're off, you you might be off by a little bit, but you'll be okay. When Schuster is off, it's 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 a hundred percent or nothing. He, he either like puts the stone on the dot, or he like puts it in the other lane. Like how Pretty bad much. can it be? Yeah, no. There, there's been times where he, you know, he's coming down there and he he knows he's like, oh man, I'm gonna throw this light, and you're just like, don't say that, because <laughs> either a you are gonna throw it light. Or B, you're going to overcorrect too far and throw it through, which is what he normally does. 
So he's just he's he's bad. He, when he yeah, when he's on, he's but on. He could be good. Yeah. Sometimes I mean for goodness sakes, he is he is the defending gold medal champion. Champion. Yeah. But also if he has a bad day. Yeah. Okay. We should probably hit topics. <laughs> Having now lost half of our listeners. Bringing up football and curling, and people are just like, what the hell is this? Like, this is not the technology podcast I signed up for. I just put a thing down, and now I don't know where I put it down. And I would like to know where I put it down. We'll have to find that after the show. Okay. Uh, Let's take a look at what we have to talk. There is so much stuff going on. Do you want to hit all the space topics first? I want to hit Activision first. (laughs) Oh, you want to hit the elephant in the room. I would like to talk about Activision Blizzard. The elephant in the room. Is that a good way to describe Bobby Kotick? Well, he's a bull in a china shop. You and I have, or at least I, like on the show, have had words about Mr. Kotick. Um, in, in particular that, like, I, I don't agree with how he runs a company. Uh, he, he always seems like a, a bit of a bro and, like, just does not... He, I, I've always felt kind of uncomfortable with him leading Blizzard, and now apparently there's a reason why. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not been... <laughs> it hasn't been good, and it hasn't been good for a while. So, all the stuff that's been going on with Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, with, um, like, the, the sexual the harassment yeah. and the lawsuits, um, I mean, that's that's bad stuff, right? And that's that has been happening. That is not, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is the fact that uh, Bobby Kotick knew about it, allegedly. Yes. And did nothing to stop it and or did things to promote it. Not directly promote it, not be like, oh man, we should be a sexist company. But like, he's approving the pay. He he sees what's going on. He knows what's going on. And it's not that the stuff was hidden from him. It's that he was like an active participant in it. Yeah, there was... Um... The my favorite one is the one here in paragraph two of this thing where women who worked at one of the companies owned by Activision Blizzard accused somebody of sexual harassing her in 2017. HR went through the whole process. Two years later, everybody deemed that the man should be fired. And then Bobby came in and overruled the decision in favor of counseling instead. When you personally come in and say, nope, I don't agree with this, he can stay, even he though... He say, no, he's fine, he's fine. Look, he just, like, patted her on the ass. It's not that big a deal. Oh. That is not good. So, the, um, the workers at Activision Blizzard walked out. They walked out, and they also put an online petition that when, when the news article first broke, 700 people had signed who work for Activision Blizzard. And yeah. then uh, a day later, it had now risen to over uh, 1,300 workers. Oh, yeah. now, a- as of actual uh, time of recording... Uh, 1,768. 1,700, almost 1,800 workers in the company have signed their their names. Are they all Activision Blizzard employees? Oh my god, they are all Activision Blizzard. Blizzard, 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 Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, King, Raven Software. Yeah, I see some Demonware, DG. But yes, no. (laughs) When a small town... Wants you to literally just 
No longer have confidence in the leadership of Bobby Kotick as the CEO. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but whatever. Uh, As the CEO of Activision Blizzard, information has come to light about behaviors and practices in the running of our company's counterculture, or uh, companies run counter to the culture and integrity we require of our leadership. Directly conflicts with the initiative started by our peers. We ask Bobby remove himself as CEO of Activision Blizzard, and that the shareholders be allowed to select a new CEO without the input of Bobby, who we are aware owns a substantial portion of the voting rights of the shareholders. So yeah, so internally, people want him gone. The shareholders are also basically trying to put up a vote of no confidence on him. Yep. So internal and external both hate him. The article comes out and just the response from Activision Blizzard is just <laughs> kind of, uh, I don't want to... Lackluster. Yeah, and kind of, um, not deadpan, but uh, tin-eared maybe, or... Trying to think of how to... Deaf. Deaf would work, yeah. Deaf, I think. And not only that, you know, other... (laughs) PlayStation has quoted saying that, you know, (laughs) we do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation. Phil Spencer says that Xbox is now evaluating all aspects of of our relationship with Activision Blizzard. Whoa! When you have screwed up so bad that the consoles are like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we don't want to support this company anymore. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to log into Hearthstone again until this is resolved. And Andy, I know that you you don't spend money on it, but logging in gives them numbers. You have a good point there. You you have an excellent point. It's, you know what? Yeah, no, I'll I'll go with you on that one. All right, RA Podcast coming out in favor of Bobby Kotick's removal. This is the express opinion of the RA Podcast LLC? We have an LLC, right? Uh, I'm not sure if I renewed it. Oh, okay. We, we had <laughs> the an LLC. express opinion of Andy and Dave. Yeah, we, we had an LLC. Uh, it, it was one of those things, it's like, okay, I had to renew it, but I never actually, you know. Okay. Yeah, but no, no, you got a point there. Give some numbers. Mm-hmm. The more numbers they have, the more power they have. <clears throat> I mean, this on top of the Hong Kong stuff. Like, really, come on. On Tuesday, they staged a walkout saying they will not be silenced until Bobby Kotick has been replaced as the CEO. I have shares in Activision Blizzard. I guess I get to vote on their next thing. Oh, it looks like he also released a public statement under his own name. Well, Uh-oh. this is about the, this was no, sorry, this was about the lawsuit. Okay, sorry, I was. I'm sure it still didn't look favorably upon him. Yeah. Oh my God, there's. I'm just looking at the news, and he is getting hammered. <clears throat> oh my gosh, this can't be right. What? Blizzard O'Neill contests her co-lead's explanation of pair disparity. Oh, you De- didn't depart- hear this? No, she she says Activision Blizzard only offered to match her pay to her co-lead after she resigned. Really? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> this oh. whole thing is just such a mess, Andy. Yep. Yeah, and I was going to say, oh, I could play an Ubisoft game, but then I just look at that and go, hmm. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know what I saw that is is really uh, astounding and surprising? There's a new game, a new Dragon Ball game coming out. And I saw the preview for it, and I want to know more about this. It is an asymmetric game. Oh, really? Seven verse one. Oh. It's a, like, survival horror game set in Dragon Ball. Hmm. 
It looks so cool. And, like, I love the fact that it's an asymmetric because like, that's that's just great. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw an asymmetric game. Um, Evolve, I think is what it was called. I have it. Was it called Evolve? Uh, how do I sort by... How do I sort my games? There we go. Uh, yeah, Evolve. Mm. <clears throat> So, okay. So that's that's Activision Blizzard. It's called yeah. Dragon Ball the Breakers, by the way. And just, I'd tell you to watch the trailer, except you, you aren't a Dragon Ball fan and haven't watched Dragon Ball, and so it probably won't make as much sense to you. Is the entire but, trailer just somebody powering up? No, it is not. Well, arguably it is. <laughs> Uh, but it's not a, it's not the, the powering up like sitting around, ah, ah. um, there's a character in Dragon Ball, his name is Cell, and he absorbs other people to power up. Oh. So he is the one, and then there's the seven other people who are the only survivors in this town who are trying to escape him. Well then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, let's let's flip this around and talk about nicer things, happier things than Bobby Kotick. Um, what about a phone for your dog? My dog does not need a phone. <laughs> you mean you don't want to have your dog, you don't want to have Laz to be able to video call you when he wants it? I mean, he... Andy, Andy, I love my dog. I love my dog. He would not understand that. He would not understand that I, like, getting... There's no way. There's no way. The, the dude barely even comes when I call him. <laughs> so the Tell idea- me about this phone for dogs. Okay. Sure. So it's a, it's a soft ball. You know dogs can't talk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why okay. it's a video call. It's a video call. So... Um, the guy set it up. He's got a he's got a little like squishy soccer ball that when yeah. it gets moved, yeah. will send a signal to the laptop to launch a video call and the sound of a ringing telephone. So then okay. the owner can choose whether to take the call and when to hang up. Um, and you can also video call your pet, but the pet has to has to actually move the ball to answer the phone call. <laughs> So this this it is how the so thing much is. Time to teach the pet that when you hear this thing, if you move this ball, I appear on the screen. Also, my dog, if he were that smart, and I'm not sure that he is. Again, I love my dog; he's a wonderful <laughs> dog. But like, if he were that smart, I think he'd also be smart enough to know that like, no, he's generally better off if I don't see what he's doing because he can get into trouble. Oh yeah, you got up at that word. Didn't you? Hey, come here. Laz, come on. Come here. Here you go. A diary detailing the calls between owner and pet suggests that the pets not do not always know what they are doing, despite have been shown five times how the system work. Yeah, I mean show show Megan how to do something five times and see if she understands. I don't know. She she's she's working it right now. That's good. Like yeah, I know. Harder than dogs. <laughs> Yay! But that's kind of my point, that, like, your your toddler is smarter than dog. Like, it takes time for dogs to figure this out. Dog rang me, but was not interested in our call, and said was checking for things in his bed. Dog walking and round wagging and then laying down. I was in a meeting, so had to hang up quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's that's probably gonna happen. 
and according to this, there was actually a couple of times where the dog supposedly accidentally butt dialed the owner. <laughs> Didn't actually mean to move the ball to call the owner, but, you know, I guess hit it with his tail or his butt, and that triggered <laughs> the ball to turn the on. Dial. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there there needs to definitely be a sensitivity control on that ball. Yep. Right? Like, any motion? Like, if I move it while I'm cleaning, it's going to call me? Or, like, if the dog bumps into it? So, anyway, that's... Yeah, no, no, definitely no. Uh, what's going on with Phil Spencer, Andy? Dude's well, the head of Xbox. What's yes. he calling for? Uh, he's saying that the industry should work on legal emulation. Legal emulation. Yes. So legalizing emulation, I presume. Yes. I'm, I'm okay with that. He says, my hope is as an industry, we work on legal emulation that allowed modern hardware to run any older executable, allowing someone to play any game. So not just backwards compatibility, but like full emulation, like you own the newest Xbox, you should be able to play. I mean, it sounds like not even just all the Xbox games, but all the games. Yeah. I think in the end, if we said, hey, anybody should be able to buy any game or own any game and continue to play, that seems like a great North Star for us as an industry. I love it in music, I love it in movies and TV, and there's positive reasons for gaming to want to follow. Which I agree. It, I remember that's, you, that's you brought this up. Phil Spencer. What, you know, like, I wonder if Phil Spencer would like a job at Activision. <laughs> I hear that they have a CEO opening (laughs) in the near future. But this is something along the lines that you actually brought up two weeks ago when you were talking about Harry Potter shutting down. It's the fact that you pointed out, it's like, look, once it shuts down, you literally... It's gone. That experience is now over. Yeah. You, You cannot get that experience back. And I know there are people who are trying to, to save these things, but it's just, you know, it, there, there's sometimes it's heck, even the, the whole Portal 2 ARG. That wasn't a game per se, but it was definitely a game <laughs> that I was yep. playing. Yep. And it's one of those things where it's, you know, that that whole two weeks or what? I don't remember how long. I think it was two weeks, right? Somewhere around there. You were you were busy during those two weeks, man. Man, we we were. <laughs> you were like, ah, there's like an audio file here. I need to throw it into a processor and look at the waveform. And yeah, I loved it with uh, Defense Grid. Was it Defense Grid? I don't know, but Defense Grid was a great game. Yeah, I think it was Defense Grid, where you had the ga- you had the level, and you had to beat the level. But not only did you have to beat the level, but you had to recognize that the level itself was a QR code. They literally designed the level so that it was a QR code. And that was the other half of the secret. It was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, there there needs to be a thing where people can actually go back and legal. The, the, the big caveat here is legally, because, yes, there are many ways that I could illegally play games like you know maybe carmen san diego usa possibly on you know just just maybe possibly are you just picking picking a game at random there andy yes i'm picking a game you know just at random you know carmen carmen usa yes where in the usa is carmen san diego just you know 
random game that I enjoyed from my childhood that, you know. For no particular reason. Yep, no particular reason. able to replay. Yeah. Would, would have nothing to do with having a, like, four-year-old son who's into geography. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not not at all. No. And not, you know, being able to find emulators online for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it a DOS game? Yeah. Do you need an emulator for that? Are you DOS box? Yes. I guess DOS box is the emulator. OK. Yes. Well. Yes, it is. OK. Um. Yeah, that's that's really that is for the president of Xbox. Because that's, that's like what he right? he's the or vice president. Yes. For no, Xbox. he's president. He's, the, he's president. Yes. OK. For the, the president of Xbox to come out and say, like, I think we should have emulation like you should be able to play anything on anything eventually. Like that's that's huge. Okay, no, I'm sorry. His he's the current executive vice president of gaming at Microsoft, yeah, and he's currently the head of the Xbox, of Xbox. brand. Yeah, because there's okay. only one president at the company. Yes, you're that's right. The president. That's uh, that's that's probably Satya for Microsoft, yes. the CEO and president, usually the same. Um, and then the heads of different departments are all the Veeps. Yep. So he's the the vice president, but he's the head of Xbox. Yes. Okay. So that's that. Okay, we clarified that. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. No, not Twitch. Twitter. I wanted to check if the guy who tweeted, or who liked my tweet. It got a like from... Oh, he's the CTO. Okay. One of my tweets got liked by the CTO of Microsoft Azure. Mm. You know, no big deal. Uh, All right, what else we got, sir? What else we got? Uh, Let's see... Well, uh, in case you're wondering, the Nintendo Wii is 15 years old uh, a couple of days ago. So 15 years and change. So 15 years ago, Andy and I were standing outside of a Target at 2 a.m. <clears throat> After playing chess in your car. Yeah, I think you won the chess round? Yes. Okay, I was never good at chess. Man, the Wii is 15. I know. Just think about, like, how much that console changed everything. Well, I mean, did it? How much did it change? I don't know. It. Well, do you think without the Wii, there would have been a connect? There yes. would have... You, you, you do? I, I do, because Microsoft's Kinect um, E3 presentation was too good to have been like, we just started developing this because we found out what Nintendo was doing. Now, Sony's move... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that looked so fucking like... I swear to well, God, because okay. Microsoft did their Kinect announcement like two days before... And I swear to God, Sony spent the next day calling around to their different, like, little development teams going like, hey, do you have anything that we could show? Hey, do you have anything we can show? Hey, do you have anything? Wait, you you guys have been working on motion control? You've got motion control? Oh, my God. You're on stage. (laughs) That was a good E3. That was a a hilarious E3. Yeah, no, I don't know that I'd say that the Wii has really, like, changed things. Well, it gave another avenue to gaming. It was gaming that literally my parents liked to play. That's true. It it did change the target demographic. Because I, you know, I remember getting my PS2 and, you know, I got I got Grand Theft Auto 3. And, you know, I had all those games. My brother had their games and the Super Nintendo, you know back then and it's you know my parents not sure my parents were really all that interested in it but i still remember after i had gotten the wii setting it up 
for Thanksgiving in our living room, and we were just, everybody was doing Wii Tennis, you know, the Wii Bowling. Mm-hmm. It was basically, yeah, it was just, it came with Wii Sports, and that's what people, <laughs> you know. That's just, what people wanted. Yeah. That's that's absolutely what people wanted. It, it certainly did make it more accessible. Yeah. It made gaming more accessible. I will I will give you that. And then, yeah, you go from that to, you know, okay, oh, you know. When did when did Farmville come out? Did Farmville come out first, or did the Wii come Farmville? out? Farmville? Yeah. Oh, God. I, I don't know. Farmville came out in 2009. That would have been three years after the Wii. You know, it's it, the Wii games were not AAA titles. We can agree on that one, right? Well, I mean... A majority of, of the games. Skyward Sword, I'd yes. call pretty AAA. Yeah, okay, yes. So there there was a handful of AAA titles. Smash but. Brothers? AAA <laughs> video games on the Wii. Uh, best Wii video games of all time? Sure. What do we got? Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. So the top three are all first party AAA. Uh, Smash Brothers, Skyward Sword, Rock Band 2? <laughs> what about Metroid Zeno- Prime 3? Xenoblade Chronicles, Rock Band 3, the Metroid Prime Trilogy. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Uh, oh, Trauma Team, I remember that one. Oh, that was... That was Which both one? fun and infuriating. Trauma Team, right? Oh, that was the God. one. Where- yeah, no, the where you're like the surgeon. Yeah. Oh God, that was a good game. That was a good game. Oh shit, I forgot about that. That is number sixty-two on the Wii's best-selling games. <clears throat> yeah, God, that was yeah on the DS. You had the, the little stylus, and then you had the Wii one as well, and it was just like, oh my gosh, oh, oh boy. <clears throat> Man, that just... There were some good games on the Wii. Yeah. There were definitely some good games. But it, it definitely opened up a whole <clears throat> different avenue of the casual gamer that didn't yes. really... There wasn't that casual gamer niche. The Wii took it, ran with it, did its own thing, and you... I like I, I, I also do remember um, a, a certain someone, someone's I should say, uh, being a little taken aback at the Wii's name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like we, we were like they called it the what now? Because do you remember the Wii's code name? Uh, no, not Dolphin. Oh, Revolution sixty four. Revolution, fucking Revolution. It was the code name was the Nintendo Goddamn Revolution. And you know what? That would have been a great fucking name. <laughs> Dave, how do you really feel they about it? Called it the Goddamn Wii. Should have been the Goddamn Revolution. It's a fantastic name. <clears throat> That's how I feel about it, Andy. All right. Um. <clears throat> Can uh, can I hit a bunch of these space topics? Yeah, go for in. the space topics. Okay. Let's do rapid-fire space topics. So, um, Ingenuity is still flying. They actually just posted, a, NASA posted a video from the 13th flight where you can actually watch it take off and land. Um, the Europa Clipper is actually going to be using a Falcon Heavy to launch. And not only that, it's actually going to be launching on reused hardware. So NASA is putting basically one of the most expensive um, deep space (laughs) planetary exploration satellites on... On used stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's SpaceX's whole shtick, right? Yeah. That it's it's used. Um, Hubble. uh, One camera is back on Hubble, so... 
It's uh, it's hopefully. It's, it's the, the large telescope that could. <laughs> let's you know. Let's keep keep it going there. James Webb still hasn't still hasn't gotten up in the space yet. Just yeah. hold hold out there, Hubble. Just keep it going. Um, let's see. The uh, static fire went okay for the. Uh, dart test so it looks like the launch for that is going to be on the 23rd what's the dart the double asteroid redirection test where they're literally going to crash the dart spacecraft into an asteroid to see if that it's an effective way to change its course oh my god it's not (laughs) guys this is not that that part crashing something into something else is literally not rocket science It's like fundamental physics. Okay, fine. The double asteroid redirection test. What's the double part of it? Uh, it's going to be targeting a binary asteroid with two bodies. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? Okay. Yes. So, yes, it that's that's going to be a thing. I, they're they're going to do it. They're going to come back and be like, well, it looked cool <laughs> and it made a big boom, uh, but it didn't change anything. <laughs> So yes, that's that's literally going to be a thing. NASA NASA's going to launch a satellite and intentionally just slam it into an asteroid to see if we can uh, change course. I mean, so here's here's what I'm thinking, right? Because to change the course, you need to hit it with a shit ton of electric, like of of kinetic energy. Yes, right, like just an incredible amount of energy. So rather than launch a satellite and like build it up and build it up and build it up as it's flying towards the the asteroid what if we just put up right now a like a couple satellites that just kept speeding up like we just put them in orbit around the sun with us and and just like had them turn down an ion drive which is just electric powered right it's it's elect it's free power because you just put a solar panel on it and just have it speed up and up and up and up and up and we just have a couple of them so that if we ever detect an asteroid coming in we can redirect one of them to just slam into it i say you get nasa on the phone and see what they think okay andy what i need you to do (laughs) get me the number of someone at nasa get me nasa on the phone stat yeah there's gotta be some sort of nasa like for for those um amateur astronomers who are like i think i found an asteroid that's about to slam into us there's gotta be a phone number for that right maybe what do you mean, maybe? Like, there has to be one. You're looking it up right now. Yep. Uh, there is a night sky, NASA's night sky network. I have Might, no idea what that is. Uh, it's some Actually, sort. The, the number I want is of someone at Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> That's what I want. I would like to have access to someone at Joanne's to say, like, look, you are missing out on a huge market, and here's what you need to do. Because I think Joanne could take over everything that Radio Shack was. Maybe. Wasn't there, like, a time where Home Depot and Lowe's were trying to do, like, 3D printer stuff and a DIY sort of thing there? Yeah, and it sort of worked, but, like, if they... I think that Joanne has an opportunity here for, like, a makerspace, right? Not just 3D printing, but, like, they've got the crickets already there. They could do 3D printing. That could be part of it. They could do, um, like, the, the needle craft. So you've got yarn, you've got cloth, you've got fabric. Like, it could become cosplay central and, and makerspace central. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Don't, and I think that's a mistake. Right. Okay. So the last bit of news here is um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Astra. Last bit of news. A S T R A. Yeah. Uh, founded in 2016. Okay. Uh, was able to get 
their launch vehicle into orbit. So that is once again another private uh, company. Private company that has <laughs> gotten into space. And as a side note, um, founded in 2016, mm-hmm. gotten a vehicle up into space. Blue Origin started in 2000. And sort of got something into space? Yeah. But not to, like, not to orbit. No. not n- has, has, has gotten into space, but not into orbit. Yes, no. Astra has now gotten their rocket into orbit. They they did a dummy payload for the U.S. military, and, and they got that into... Bezos is just like, <laughs> dude, pull it together. Like, seriously, pull it together, man. They The engines are still, in theory, not going to be um, ready yet for, I think, the BE-4s. Um, yeah, the first test of the new engines is now expected no earlier than 2022 on the Vulcan rocket. <clears throat> So that yeah, the ULA is probably um, not going to get a test, uh, not get a launch until 2022. Oh my goodness, yeah. So yeah, another startup company has gotten into space in Blue Origin once again has not. Ah ha 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 ha! Oh, I mean, it's the little things, right? Like, yeah. it's the little things. It's okay. Cool. Apple has taken steps to open up um, right to repair. I, yeah, that one's kind of surprising. It was like, wait a second, Apple that, is that came out of new like, nowhere, <laughs> right? Like, <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. You you think of the iPhone, you think no, they they literally had the iPhone where if you replaced the screen, it would turn off face ID. Yep. And all of a sudden they come out with the um, self-service repair program. Which, Give you- on the other hand, may just be like, you know what? Our stuff keeps breaking. Maybe we should just let them fix it. It will give the resources to fix an iPhone 12 or iPhone 13 yep. with M1-based Macs eligible, eligible soon afterwards. I also so- wonder if they're expecting a increase in, like, Yes, you can now repair this. If you fuck it up, you're going to have to bring it in, and that's not going to be covered. I could see them trying something like that. Or even, it will be covered, but we're going to charge you for the coverage. Maybe, but it's also, they they probably have... It's probably some sort of, um, and they'll also make money selling the parts. Yeah, they'll make some. They'll make money selling the parts. You know, they'll probably have some sort of waiver attached to the, um, because you'll have to review a repair manual first, and then you'll have to order the parts through them. So there's probably somewhere in that process where it states where it's like, you know, look, we're showing you exactly what you need to do, and here are the parts to do it. If you screw it up, it's on you. <laughs> That's Feel funny. free to take it to any of our Apple authorized, you know, repair stores. Yeah, I'm I'm very pleased with it, though. Like just in in general principle, I like that they're doing this. Yeah, no, a lot of people That's very have rare for me to say about Apple. Yeah, that in general principle, I'm OK with what they're doing. <laughs> I'm a little worried about the specifics, but, like, right direction. All right, anything else you want to hit? I think we're probably... Yeah, we're probably at that point. So... At that time. Random review, Dave. It is your week. I have put in... Hang on, hang on. Let me check this. There we go. I have put in 233 hours. (laughs) Okay. Over the last three months... I think three months when I got this game. That's 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 almost ten days of time. Yeah, that would be two hundred and forty hours. Yep. So I've put in approximately two hundred and thirty-three hours uh, into Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous. 
Didn't you already talk about one of these games, Pathfinder? I probably did Pathfinder Kingmaker. Okay, yes, yes, that's what I remember. Which I currently have 220 hours (laughs) in Pathfinder Kingmaker. I have now played Wrath of the Righteous longer than I played Kingmaker. I still haven't beaten the campaign. (laughs) Now, for, like, for reference... This is the computer RPG kind of translation of their published adventure path, Wrath of the Righteous, which does hold a special place in my heart as Wrath of the Righteous was the first Pathfinder game that I played with my friends out here uh, who who run a lot of Pathfinder. Uh, He said like, hey, Dave, why don't you and Laura come over and meet some of my other friends and we'll play basically D&D? And I'm like, sure, that sounds fun. And so we played and it was great and it took us two and a half years but we beat the campaign that is also the only pathfinder campaign that i have beaten and with this was like eight years ago um they so it's it's the same engine as as kingmaker it's the same like general setup same stuff but but more um there are more class options there are more character options there are more ability options there it's a totally different story because it's the wrath of the righteous story not the kingmaker story um it's it's good with an asterisk the asterisk is the same issue kingmaker had when it it came out. Wrath of the Righteous has had with it coming out. It was buggy. Buggy as shit. Like, just game-breaking bugs. I was on, I did a puzzle in, in a tower, in this, like, mage's tower, which is this really cool story beat, because they had referenced it earlier. If you had done these side quests, then one of the characters was like, I used to have a tower in the city, and it was filled with traps and treasures, because I it's a city of demons and I didn't want them bothering me. And you get there in the city. You're like, I wonder if that tower's right. Oh, hey, look, there's the tower. And oh shit, there's a bunch of traps and some treasure and there's puzzles and you do a puzzle and then you get stuck. <laughs> literally stuck because the puzzle broke. So I've had some issues with bugs. They keep patching it. Like they do keep updating it. And there's now bug reports in the game. So you can be like, ah, this is broken. And they're, they're doing a good job of fixing them as they come up. But like, come on guys, come on. Buggy is shit release. A lot of those bugs have been patched. A lot of it's fixed. Uh, They did include turn-based combat at launch this time instead of as an add-on later on. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it has, uh, it, it's been really fun. It has been fucking hard, though. You, you've played D&D. You, mm-hmm. Do you remember 3rd Edition 3.5? Yes. Okay, so when I tell you that I have a attack bonus of, say, 25, that's like... That's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I have a plus 25 to my dice roll to hit. But okay. the things that I'm fighting have armor classes in the 50s. Oh, well. The most you can roll on the die is 20. And 20 plus 25 is less than 50. So, like, certain fights have been very difficult. Um, There was two fights in it that I really, really hated because they're unwinnable fights. And the, the whole thing is, like, it's a story fight. So the goal is to just not die. And I hate it when a game does that without broadcasting that to you. Because I'm sitting here going, like, shit, I'm getting my ass kicked. 
kicked. Shit, I'm getting my ass kicked. Shit, I'm getting... And, like, reloading the save because I want to win the fight and win the game. And so I'm save scrumming, right? I saved right before I started the fight. And so I just keep reloading that save. And then, like, three hours later, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm finally doing well. And then it's like, boom. Oh, ha, ha. Like, story event. You're like, what the fuck? Uh, the dialogue has been fantastic. The story options have been great. In Wrath of the Righteous, in the, the pen and paper one, um, the the whole gimmick is the mythic mechanic, that you, you are a mythic character. So you are stronger than most other tabletop RPG characters would be, certainly in the Pathfinder universe. Uh, you get these extra abilities. And so they translated that to this by having these different mythic paths that you can take. And so as you play the game, different story options come up and you get to unlock different paths. You can choose different paths. So this first time I'm playing is the angel mythic path, which is, you know, rejecting all the demons and taking heaven and taking heaven's side. Um, but there are other mythic paths. There's the uh, trickster mythic path, which is kind of like if Deadpool were in Pathfinder, where like you recognize that you're in a video game in this universe with a set of rules. And so you can you can do things to screw with the rules. Uh, there's the lich mythic path where you reject heaven and say, you know what? I just never want to die. And you become a lich. <laughs> you become a a goddamn lich. And the the there's story elements that change based on which mythic path you take, and there's dialogue options that are locked behind certain paths. Um, and so it's it's just a lot of fun. So I'm at 230 hours. I think I've got another 20 to 30 hours to go. Might be a little more because, again, I'm playing it on uh, a harder difficulty. I'm doing it on uh, what's known as core difficulty because it is the core rules of Pathfinder. It's hard Hmm. at that difficulty. Oh, my God, is this game hard? Uh, Next playthrough is probably going to be on, like, easy or something Uh, because I do want to play through it again. I want to play through it with a different character and a different mythic path. Um, Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Like, I've had a really good time playing through this game. Well, okay, then. What's the uh, price point? Uh, What is it? 50 bucks? I don't know. I kickstarted it, so I just had it. Yep, 50 bucks. And there's uh, there's upcoming DLC. Ah, okay. So there are, like, season passes, and there's um, three DLCs have been announced. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Should we uh, should we hit the randoms? Well, the random topic. That yeah. was just your random review. Yeah, we talk about the random topic. What's, what's our random topic? Random topic rolled ahead of time. Who yeah. is the better Etch-A-Sketch artist? Andy. I guarantee you it's Andy. Well, it's a very simple question, Dave. Can you draw a circle on an Etch-A-Sketch? I don't know. I haven't tried in a long time. Do we, do we need to order an Etch-A-Sketch? No, I don't think we need to order an Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> God damn! I, 12, I'm, I'm just going to go bucks? ahead and say that's not much. Don't order an etch a sketch, Andy. Do not order me an etch a sketch. If you want to uh, get one for yourself, go for it. Yeah, no, I, I, I I'm an okay etch a sketch drawer. You're better than me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> better than I am. All right, so I'm looking at some of the uh, the beauty shots of the etch a sketch. And yeah. it's, it looks like there's like a four-year-old showing her dad the Etch-A-Sketch that she's drawing. And she's drawing something that looks like a freaking Hope Diamond. Okay. And I'm looking at it going, no, that girl did not draw. 
all of those nice, straight, angled lines that no, no a computer drew them. Yeah, almost certainly a computer drew them. Yeah, most most likely yes. But you you think you're better than you you think I'm better than you at etch a sketch? I'm, I'm yeah, absolutely. I don't think Andy, go look up the condition aphantasia. Oh. I look up Fantasia and I get the Fantasia. No, 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 A Fantasia. Put an A in front of it. Oh, this thing. Yeah. Okay. Ah, yes, I remember this. All right. You're a better at a sketch artist than I am. Yeah. I guarantee you. All right. Well, uh, on that unsurprising note, it seems, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.